How's everybody doing? After worship, I hope you're doing great. Amen. This is a house of worship. The Bible says the Father seeks those that worship him in spirit and truth. It also says he seeks to save the lost. What he seeks, he will find. This house will be filled with a house of worshipers. So maybe what you seek, you stop seeking when you can't find it. And, you know, when you've lost your keys, maybe you go make some. But the Father, what he seeks, he will find. He seeks those that he can display his glory through and not a name. Not your name, his name. Amen. Next week I'm going to wars. I want you to keep me in prayer if you can. Not because I'm scared. It's because I want to make a difference. It's not the preaching gift. It's prayer that makes the difference. It's the prayer of intimacy. When the Hebrides revival, when you study Avery, great revival, you will never study without prayer. There's no great revival without prayer. The Hebrides revival was two women praying. There was a not, not a lot of converts. Their, heart was, their hearts were stagnant. Two women saw waves of young people, and they said revival is coming before there was a revival. And Donald, he was one of the young teenagers who got saved, and his prayers made a big difference. And Duncan Campbell sometimes would preach, and there was, and the atmosphere was hard, and he would, Donald would pray, and it would break. One time he went to the, the barn, and Donald was praying, and, you know, Duncan Campbell. Duncan Campbell, the name, the preacher, he was there, and surely he would stand up and greet him. He says, excuse me, Mr. Campbell, I have an audience with the king. It is prayer, so when I ask you to pray, I just, just if, I, if, you, if I come to mind, keep me in prayer, man, next week, because... Uh, I'm not going to give a program or introduce them to Bethel or Hill songs. I want to introduce them to, to Jesus. There's 15, 16, 17-year-olds, kids that have never encountered his presence, and they don't know that he loves them, and they're, here's children, and he's, they're called to do great things. Amen? Um, today I want to talk about the next sentence. I feel like God wants to impart today. Uh, I've been good. I've been well-behaved the last few times. You know, I've taught. I've, I've given points. I've been mellow. I'm going to preach today. It doesn't mean I'm going to be loud. You know, we think teaching is telling and preaching is yelling. But, uh, you know, you can say a point, God loves you. But God loves you. Oh, he's preaching now. No. It's how you say it. But I feel like God wants to impart to you some things that bypass your mind. When you pray in the spirit, it's bypassing your mind. Uh, if, in fact, it would, if it would enter your mind, a lot of things you would pray in the spirit, you simply wouldn't pray. Uh, I can't go there, I can't do that, I can't say that, I can't make that, I can't be that. But when you're praying in the Spirit, it's bypassing your mind. So I feel like God wants to impart some things to you in your spirit today. It's not that you don't understand them, but that you realize it's from God. I want to preach on the next sentence. See, the next sentence can cancel out the sentence that was before it. With man, it's impossible. But the next sentence is, with God, all things are possible. The next sentence can actually wipe out paragraphs in an entire book. With me, you'll be with me today in paradise. That one sentence wiped out an entire life of sin. See, the next sentence. We need his next sentence. Uh, when Lazarus was dead and all the conversations and all the funerals and Lazarus was a good person and he did this and he did that and Jesus waited for all men to say how great Lazarus was and to love him. Jesus showed up and said, Lazarus, come forth. That next sentence wiped out everything that was before it. And some of you are here today and you, don't, you feel like life's stagnant. And we look at Abraham, Abram, God changed his name. He changed his name because you would think when God first gave Abram the promise and he says, go out and look at the stars, his name was Abram. And he said, look at the stars. Well, 25 years later, you would think that he would decrease it because man says as time goes by, no, no progress. His name meant father. And God comes along and changes his name to of the many. Now, we think it's faith to maintain a vision when we see no increase. But God's here today. He says, I want to increase what you haven't seen. See, we think it's, I'm holding on to the vision. I'm holding on to the vision. I'm a father. I'm a father. Abram was just waiting for the one. And God comes along and says, not only you're a father, you're a father of the many. 
So he changed his name. And we see it says, no longer will you be called Abram, father. Your name will be Abraham, father of the many. For I have made you a father of many nations. Not I will make you, I made you. Some of you are waiting to be evangelists, but you just need to open your mouth and God will fill it. You don't need another book, another program. You just need to fill it. And out of your spirit will come, just like speaking in tongues. I was praying in tongues one day, and I had a sense that I was praying for a young girl in China. Now, that would not, that's not something I was thinking about the spirit was. I don't know if they were thinking about aborting her. I don't know about that. I don't know if I saved her life. But God wants to use you in ways. He wants you to open your mouth to your hairdresser and, your, and, and to yourself in the mirror. So God comes to Abram and says, no, I know it's been 25 years. I just don't want to encourage you in father. I want to give you of the many. So God is here to the epicenter and says, I know it's been a while. I know it's been a season, but I'm going to increase what I've already given you. This is a corporate word and this is an individual word. Now you can receive it in the natural and you can receive it in the spirit because it's not about today. You know, that's hallelujah, amen. It's about tomorrow morning when you get up the next sentence. You face your work, you see your bills because the next sentence can change everything. I, I owe $2 million, but I just got $50 million in the bank. That next sentence just canceled everything out. So he says, no longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of the many. So now Abram has to, who are you? See, if we went around the room and we were honest with ourselves and we really introduced ourselves, how we really saw ourselves, identity, because what happens is we try to change our thoughts. Like, I'm, the, you know, if I'm so unworthy. I feel the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And we try to pull down these thoughts, try to pull down these thoughts, and that's true. But God wants to come along and change our identity today. So our identity is thinking new thoughts, not an old identity trying to pull down the thoughts. When your identity changes, out of that a new identity comes thoughts. We've had teaching for a long time and different people, and they have their platforms, and it's true. We pull down the thoughts. All those things are true, but God wants to come along and change your identity. Now when he says, who are you, he has to say, I'm the father of the many. Well, how many grandchildren do you have? Zero. How many great-grandchildren? Zero. How many kids? Zero. None. But you're the many. See, if we were went around the room today and we were honest with ourselves, how would we introduce ourselves? Well, hello, I'm unworthy of love, so I'll receive any affection. That's who I am. Hello, I'm only as good as my last performance between man and God. Hello, I'm best years are behind me. Hello, I'll never be blessed. Hello, I'm just glad to sit here. Hello, I've been hurt by the church, so I don't trust you guys, and I'm not going to get involved. See, how would you really introduce yourself? So there's Abraham having to come along, and after that, God never referred to him as Abraham again. He referred to him as father of the many. And I'm here to say, to some of you have come in here, and you think it's here, and I did not come to encourage you in a low-level vision or something you've been holding on because it's 25 years. He said, go out and look, and God says, nation, you will be a great nation. But then he comes along 25 years later, and he adds an S to that nation. You will be, nations will come out of you. And I've come to tell you, Epicenter, today, it's not Epicenter, a small church. No, Epicenter, a revival center, a healing center. And God says, I'm not coming to encourage you what you think you are. I'm coming to increase what you thought you were. I'm adding an S to it. Because, see, man says time's gone by. You should have had kids, so I'm going to dilute the vision so you can handle it. And, but it's not on you. If it was on you, we would dilute it. If it was about Abraham and Sarah, we would dilute it. If it was about them, we'd knock it down, friends. But it's on God. He's the one. He says, I am well able. No revival started without him. No revival continued without him. It was always God. It wasn't the preaching. It wasn't the gifting. That's what we think. If we get the right speaker, I love, I love our guest speakers. You'll see me at conferences. 
But friends, the next day when you sit in your chair, it's you and Jesus. It's the next sentence. It's what he says over your life. When you hear, I'm not worthy, you say, he's made you worthy. When you're not qualified, he's made you qualified. Today, you don't need Bill Johnson to lay hands on you. We need an encounter with Jesus Christ. Everybody was screwed up before they met God. All of them. I love Bill Johnson, but he prayed for years with no healings. You look at the vineyard movements, look at the prayers, years, nothing, nothing, nothing. And God some, come, come along and says, I want to increase. Gideon, you know, Gideon's been referred to the last couple of weeks, been referenced to. I'm talking about Gideon, you know. He says, mighty man of valor. He did not say you will be. He says you are. Because you are, you do this. We think after it happens, then I, oh, then I'm wealthy, then I'm rich, then I'm blessed. God says you are, therefore you will do. Not when you do, oh, I'm, oh. I was always a preacher. I didn't know it. So when I first came here, I prayed. I remember the prayer was about Samuel and Hannah birthing. As soon as I prayed, Lena goes, you're a preacher. He's a preacher. He was just, I heard her talking to Cammie. And she pushed me out in that. Okay, you're a preacher. Now I'm going to Juarez and doing different things. Now I served for years. Served men of God. I love being a, I would weep when they would prophesy. I would feel it. But it wasn't for me. I didn't get the next sentence. And God wants to bring the next sentence today. The doctor said, but the next sentence, but the x-rays are clear. The doctor said, you'll never give birth, but the next sentence was, the stick is pink. <laughs> See, one sentence wipes out everything. A life of sin, there he is on the cross, ready to go. And Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. The Savior's sentence challenged everything the Roman said. When the Roman says you're guilty, Jesus came along. The next sentence canceled that out. So I don't know who you think you are today or what you think this place is, but this is not just some small church. Friends, this is a revival center, a healing center. And when you get with God and you encounter him, you know, Gideon, he says, oh, mighty man of valor, he was threshing wheat in the wine press. Now they would take the wheat up and they would throw it down because they would... They would throw the weed up, and the wind would come. But when you're in the wine press, you don't have a They would do it in the open. See, we need to get past our containments and throw up what we think we are, who we are, who God is, and let the wind of the Holy Spirit separate what is wheat from the chaff. Lena said in worship, there's a light breeze. Friends, there is a light breeze for healing physically and emotionally here today. And he wants to separate what you think you are, who he thinks he is, and to separate. But before they threw it up, there had to be a crushing and a breaking. Because if they just threw it up, it would come together. See, you think, so many of us think we are who we are because we've always done that. Because I've always thought that, sinned that, went there, did that, that's who I am. And God says, no, I want to break that off of you. And then I want you to give it to me. And as you give it to me, the wind of the Holy Spirit is going to blow away. And then what, what lands is the harvest. And the harvest, the harvest, the harvest, amen. So what's the next sentence God wants to say to us today? Now, I'm not going to give it to you because I'm not God. And I don't know where you're at, but recently some of us played a game. Some time back we were playing pig the, uh, pin the tail on the donkey. And it's, a, it's an old game, right? So Chris, he's our guitarist. So as everybody's playing, I'm one of the voices going higher or lower. I was throwing everybody off, right? And they're like, one person, I remember one person was close. I go, right there. They were so far off. But when Chris was playing, I went up to Chris and I just talked to him. I says, Chris, just listen to my voice. Let's listen to my voice, Chris. Now, there was louder voices. Chris, left, Chris, right, Chris, trying to throw him off. But I was the closest. When you're close to him, you can hear his voice. And there's other voices saying, you're not going to make it. It's too late. It's too long. The doctors are right. But when he's close to you, 
He's saying today, listen to my voice. It doesn't need to be the loudest if he's the closest. And I was right behind Chris. A little left, Chris. And people were pushing me, rushing me. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Remember Alicia going, hurry up, hurry up. But I took my time. He's patient with us. Go left, Chris. Go left. Go left. So, Lord, I thank you today. No, I'm not done preaching. We're not going to pray in both. But, Lord, I thank you today for an impartation in your people. For giving them the next sentence that cancels out entire books on their life. When man says you're unworthy, you'll never be, or the memories of those broken relationships, Lord, we want your sentence to come and say, I'm here to heal you. You're worthy of love, my love, and then you're worthy of other people's loves because I want to love you through other people. I want to take down the walls and the brokenness and the hurts and the pains. And when he came to Abram, it was 25 years later. And how he could have diluted it. Abram, I'm going to add an S to that nation. Nations. See, when what we identify changes, what we identify with changes. See, anything against that is the Antichrist. And so he came to Gideon and said, mighty man of valor. Not you'll be, you are. And because you are a mighty man of valor, I want you to get up in your strength. Now he said, the strength that I give you. The angel of the Lord really was Jesus. When he appeared to Gideon, that was Jesus. See, Jesus just didn't appear in, in the manger. He, he was in the Old Testament. He wrestled with Jacob. He, he was the rock in the desert. And, he, and he's here today to change us, change our identity, who we think we are and who he is. But he wants us to give those things. Even what man has done to us, if we give it to God, what, what are we done to ourselves? We made, I've made decisions that, that, that was not good. I've, I've sinned, and those broken areas, if we give them to God, the wind of the Holy Spirit will blow away the chaff and will land the harvest in your life. Then you can separate, but it has to be a broken. There has to be a separation, and he wants to separate today. So, Lord, I thank you for separating those things we think we are, who we really think we are. Oh, I'm, hello, I'm unworthy of love, so I'll accept any affection. Hey, I'm a minister, Lord. I'm only as good as I perform. Did you guys like my last ser sermon? No. Whether you like the message or not, it doesn't change who I am. God loves me just as much as when I'm sleeping as I'm preaching. He loves you just as much as when you're sinning as when you're not. I know that's blowing some of your minds. See, his love for you never changes. It's never ending. It's the intimacy and it's the closest, Lord. So I thank you, God, for coming to us again, even no matter how many years later, and speaking to us and says, I'm going to change your name. Now, every time Abram had to introduce himself, it was no longer Abram. It was Abraham. I'm the father of the many. The father of the many what? Nations. I'm the father of the many nations. And so, Lord, I thank you. This is a place, a revival center, not just a revival center, Lord, for us, but I thank you that revival will go out. I thank you people will come in, be touched from the nations, and go out to the nations. Lord, I thank you you're not an American, and you just don't see America, but you see the nations. Lord, I thank you for the worships teams. I thank you for all the prayers that have gone through the years, and I thank you for adding to it, God. We're not canceling out the prayers, all the GJ days, all the prayers, all the things, all the things that easy used to pray. We just think they're gone. God says, no, I've accepted them. And today I'm adding and increasing. Lord, it was the vision was always bigger than we thought. You're just letting us know. Now I'm going to impart to you so you can handle it. It's a gift of faith. See, how can you believe? Without faith, it is impossible to please God, right? So he just doesn't want to tell you what's next or tell you the bigger. He wants to give you the faith to believe it. With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. So, Lord, I thank you. Everything you've spoken on over our life is, is possible. Every prophetic word, every promise. But, God, I thank you there's more. 
I thank you there's more today, God. I thank you there's more for us. I thank you there's more for the young people. I thank you there's more for the older people. I thank you there's more for the middle age. I thank you there's more in worship, God. I thank you for encounters in worship. I thank you this is a worship center. You see, God, those that worship you in spirit and truth. This house will be filled with those that worship you, God. Not those that just sing music, but those that worship you. I thank you for veils being pulled down, encounters with you. I thank you, God, throughout the week. I thank you for visiting your people and letting them know, God. God, the next sentence, and God, just the brokenness in our life we give to you today. In your own heart, I don't know what's held you back or who you think you are, but God wants to come and song, no, this is really who you really are. So, Lord, we lift that up to you, and we let the wind of the Holy Spirit blow through our lives to separate the wheat and the chaff. What's edible, what you eat, what gives you strength, what you can run on, what gives you energy, and those things that just try to attach itself to the wheat. See, as it grows, the wheat and the chaff is together, but then they would break it through tools or these animals would, you know, put, put these uh, stones and they would, they would crush it. Then they would take the winnowing fork and they'd throw it up in the air. And the breeze would come and blow away the chaff that was light and the wheat would fall that was heavy. So, Lord, I thank you the deep things, the heavy things in our life are settling in our spirits today, God. I thank you those things are bypassing our minds. What we think we can do, what we think we can say, what we think we can write, what we think we can make, what we think how much we can go, or what countries we can visit, or what mom said, dad said. See, I was a, I'm a first-generation Christian for far long as I came back. I got saved when I was 13. And when, when God came to me and I felt him drawing me close, he didn't ask anybody else what they thought about me. It wasn't a vote. It wasn't a committee. God of heaven and earth, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the three agreed and said, it is good. This is the plan I have for you. But he only showed me the next step. Then we walk a little further and we say, oh, that's just who I am. When I first came to the epicenter, I remember the RPM, the prayers, and I was sitting in the, I was just looking out the glass. We were in a different building, and I said, these people were out of my element. I, I, you know, I serve ministers, and, you know, that's just how I saw myself. I look at the glass, I go, man, these people, are, these people are out of my level. But that night, God gave me a prophetic word for a young man. He started moving to me, and he says, John, they're not out of your level because this, I'm in the level with you. So it's not, Lord, I thank you there's nobody here that we're out of their level. I thank you you can enter the water anytime. I thank you the water's fine. Come on in. It's like some of you are looking outside the pool, and you don't think you can swim. No, your swimming trunks are on. You don't need your floaties. You can dive right in the deep end. You can pray in the spirit. You can move in him. Things can bypass your mind and go into your spirit. So, Lord, I thank you today. People are here. They're revival. There are world changers. Some, there's songs in you. There's people in you. There's nations in you. Lord, I thank you for re releasing the spirit of evangelism, God. I thank you. We don't need another book. We don't need another cup. Some of you just need to open your mouth wide and I feel it. So Lord, I thank you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues. You know, because it's perfect praying. It's bypassing our mind. Because if I would think about it, I wouldn't pray it. But it bypasses our minds, so I thank you, Lord, for coming to Abram again and changing his name to Abraham. And every time he introduced himself, hi, I'm Abraham. I'm the father of many. Without a one, he said, I'm the father of many. How many? Because he changed Sarah's name too. So how many do you guys have? None. We have none. We have no kids. But we have a God who made us a promise, who's well able to change our bodies and bring forth the fruit what he promised. See, God made one promise to one man. That's why Israel is a nation. 
And everybody, Isaac and Jeremiah and Ezekiel all came from Amos. So, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing today. I thank you for not just rebirth and vision, God, or encouraging us in what you've already said, but I thank you for adding to the new. And there's only one way you can do that, God, if you do it. We can't do it. We can't say it. We can't go there. God, I'm not going to wars in my own strength. No lives will be changed just because I preach. It'll be the Spirit, it'll be the Holy Spirit moving and changing lives. That is the only way. That is the only way. One more sentence. Some of you just need to hear, we just need to hear the one more sentence. 25 years passed. That's a long time. There's some things, prophecies I had a long time ago, and he comes again and says, okay, he, did, he didn't make it easier. He didn't make it easier, but he came to him, and his presence came to him. So, Lord, I thank you for your presence coming to us today. And imparting to us things that we cannot come up with in our head. Because if I said you write on a piece of paper, it would probably be limited. John, I can do this. I can say that. I can write that. I can preach that. But I can't do this, this, and this, and this. It would probably be limited. But if we give the author and finisher of your life the pen, then it's unlimited. He can say you can go there, you can say that, you can stand there, you can see those miracles. You know, Pastor Allen gave me a word one time. He says, a mark of your ministry will be blind eyes open. I pray for blind people. I've never seen it. But until you have, you, you're not going to have many until you have the one. You're not going to be the father of many nations until you have Isaac. So, Lord, I thank you for birthing the first things through of. See, some of you never led somebody to Christ. I think it's time for you to encourage yourself in that, that you can. Is it not an evangelist? I was talking to somebody in a restaurant one time, and they go, oh, I'm in Sydney, Australia. Australia, and I go, oh, you know Hillsong? They go, no, I've never heard of it. I would talk to other people in Africa. I go, you know Reinhard Bunky? No, I lived there my whole life, just came to America. I never heard of Reinhard Bunky. Friends, we think these big ministries are going to do it. Let me tell you, it's the it's the called out ones. It's, it's, it's you. It's you. You're waiting. I know you're watching and watching and listening and reading and all the books. I do it too, but it's you. So, Lord, I thank you today. Everybody in here is chosen. Everybody in here can do it. Everybody in here can say it and be it. You can be the good father. You can be the good wife. And I'm not just saying obey rules. I'm saying be everything he's called you to be. You can raise your kids in destiny and purpose and not pick colleges and universities just because you like them. No, God, what's their destiny? What have you called them to do? God says, I desire godly spring. You own nothing. You don't own your spouse. You don't own your kids. You don't own your time. You don't own your money. God, we give it all to you with our winnowing forks, our hands. Let's just stand up. Everything you want to give to God, you start throwing in the air in your heart. I don't know how long it's been. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what they said you can do and what you can't do. But God, we give it to you. We throw it up. We let the wind of the Holy Spirit. I don't know what dad said. I don't know what rejection you've walked through. But that brokenness and that hurt, the winnowing fork, you're going to bring it up to him today and the wind of the Holy Spirit is going to blow what's, what he wants attached to you and what he wants released over your life. Father God, I thank you today we don't go by feelings. We go by faith. I love feeling his presence and I love knowing there's a difference, Lord, but I go if we feel it or not, Lord, I thank you by faith if you want the chaff released from your life today and I'm not just talking about sin. See, we think it's just sin. No, it's also the thing that, that limits. Me going to wars is not sin. But it's sin to think it's just going to be a nice little meeting when God wants to break out in young people's lives. See, it's not just sin, but it's low level. It's lower than what he's called. So, Lord, if you want 
the higher level. If you want every low-level thing off your life, just raise your hands today. And it's just as a symbol to, as your hands are the winnowing forks to throw it up. See, I'm not talking about just sin. I'm talking about every low-level thing you think we are as a church or you are as a person or as a family. God, I thank you the next sentence can cancel out everything that's been written on our life, the author and finish of our life. We give you the pen today to write out the next sentence. And sometimes Jesus takes that pen and he crosses an X through everything that ever was said over you, done over you, gone over you, and he brings out the big in your life. Lord, we give you the pen, the author and finish of our life. We can go there. We can say that. We can write that. We can make that. We can be that. We can raise those kids in you. We can give birth when the doctor says, no, you can't. We can walk in healing when he says he can't. Lord, I thank you. This is a worship center, God. Not just a revival center. We've seen signs and wonders, miracles, but where your presence dwells, like in the covenant of the Old Testament in the temple, God. I thank you for your glory coming down and changing lives today. Jesus, you're the only one. I'm not going to preach Bill Johnson or Hardy Baker. I'm lifting up Jesus. There's one who changed. Lazarus, come forth. One sentence changed an entire life. He's dead. No, no, no. He's dead. No. He, he just sleeps. He waited. Jesus waited till man was done. Are you done trying to fix it? Are you done trying to change it? Are you done trying to change yourself? All the self-help books. Jesus, we need you. Jesus waited till man could do nothing else. So God, we give you not just part, but all. And we allow you to come in and sift what is you and what is not you. What is low-level thinking and what is you. And as we throw it up and it lands, the wheat begins to pile. And it's your harvest. Do not think it's too many years or too much this or too much that. God, we allow you to add an S to it. And we get out of the mindset we're just believing you in great faith to maintain. I'm still holding on. That's great. That's great. But he comes along and says, no, no, no. That's good that you hold on to Father, but I'm going to add to it before you even see the initial. But to do that, I'm going to give you the gift of faith. So Lord, I thank you for releasing not just faith, but the gift of faith in this room. I'm not saying for everybody, but I thank you over this house is a gift of faith. See, Pastor Easy has a gift of faith. He just doesn't have faith. He has a gift of faith, which, which in, the, in the slight of all circumstances where you can't build that trailer, you can't go to that stadium, you can't do that, no young people aren't going to come. So Lord, I thank you for the gift of faith to operate in your people, to us to believe. I thank you your next sentence, Jesus, can cancel out. With man, it's impossible, Paul, but with God, all things are possible. He just canceled out everything in Jesus' name.